0: My calculations
1: are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour,
0: you're gonna see some serious shit.
2: You have entered the zone of everything 80s, the inaugural episode of the tentatively titled Back to the Podcast. My name is Russ Hall, uh, with my counterpart, Mr. Trevor Huff. Say hi, Tripp.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: And the man behind the magic, the board, and everything that you will hear within, Mr. Christopher Parsons. Uh, Howdy. How are you? Again, this is the inaugural episode of what we have tentatively decided to call back to the podcast. That could change uh, along with uh, some, you know tweaks here in the format and uh, what have you from time to time. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out as time goes on. Again, my name is Russ Hall. Um, background on me, uh, I am a child of the 80s. I was born in 1978. Um, I am a music buff, a movie buff, a TV buff, and it's all really centered around the eighties. Uh, Mr. Trevor Huff, give us a little bit about yourself.
1: I'll tell you what, Russ had you and I met in the eighties, uh, the world would be a much different place. I
2: would, I would have to agree with that.
1: Uh, I would I would say that uh, the the interest that you have and the things that I throw you away sometimes with ideas or crazy movies or off the cuff music or off the wall music whatever and you come back with oh well yeah did you also know this and I go mind blown. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, you, uh, by saying that you are a child of the eighties, you, you, uh, you live and breathe this stuff, man. you, and you, you really know it inside and out. Um, I'm I always it. impressed.
2: I love it. I love it. I love it. It, it doesn't amount to a hill of beans. If I could gather all the eighties knowledge I have and put it in a nice neat box, I could sell it for nothing. <laughs> maybe, maybe toenail <laughs> clippings or something like that. But I do, yeah, I do love yeah. knowing it. It's, it's, uh, I am constantly in a in a phase of uh reminiscence and nostalgia, I guess you could say when I'm dealing with the eighties.
1: Yeah. Well, and, 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 and you and I both, uh, you know, we, we both play music. We, 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 we love music. Uh, we sit down with an acoustic guitar all the time and you and I sing together and we, we take these eighties tunes and we've got our own little band. I'll plug that real quick. Great Scott is what we mm-hmm. call it. And it's just a little local, local duo thing that we do. And Chris helps us with that too. Um, so I can't think of anybody more suited to uh, go into an 80s type podcast than you. So uh, that, I'm, I'm just glad to be along for the ride and uh, we'll see what happens uh, and hope it's a hope it's a good show and hope that people get to relive uh, some of their childhood, some of the 80s and stuff and uh, maybe get some insight or what have you into to what we li- live through. Um, but uh, m- more so than anything, I uh, just man just reminisce you
2: know yeah absolutely and, and we'll we'll delve deep into it we'll, we'll see what format works within this this thing we really want to keep it 80 centric and uh, like i said we'll be uploading this it'll be featured uh i, I imagine on uh, on apple itunes you know on the you can get the podcast there we uh we want to put it up on facebook and and on youtube and and use the uh social media to uh to its fullest power and potential i guess you could say and Try to get this out there. This is nothing but a labor of love. We're not making any money doing this. We're just enjoying reminiscing and reminiscing together. And we'll probably learn a lot about one another like we will on this episode. Uh, topic yeah. topic at hand is the top five, top five 80s movies that were most influential to us. Not our favorites per se, not... Uh, not to really categorizing anything, just the movie in the eighties that is seared upon your brain, that it just influenced you to the, to a great extent, uh, from the eighties. Uh, that was, I think that was a good topic to start with. Don't you?
1: I think it was great. Um, and, and I will tell you this, uh, I was, I was cool. Like the first four that I came up with and you, we, you and I have not discussed these movies. This is totally off the wall or yeah, just kind of, we're, we're just kind of doing this totally random. Um, I was cool with the first three or four, but the, when you get to where you're like on the number five, uh, doggone, that's hard to decide between three or four different movies, and you're like, well, I've got eight here, but i I gotta get down to five so that that was tough
0: for me
2: well say in saying that, do you think we should do <clears throat> the go the opposite order than that you normally would in a countdown <laughs> and start with number one and go to five because if if four uh, and five were the difficult ones for you, that's the ones that are gonna be more interesting, I would think. And that's probably going to be my more interesting ones too, to be honest.
1: All right. Well, let's hear, let's hear your number one, the most influential movie.
2: My number one with, with, I mean, beyond the shadow of a doubt, it's a movie that is absolutely, uh, I mean, it's just, it's really driven, driven my life to, uh, to put it, you know, lightly. Is back to the future. Airplane. (laughs) (laughs) Don't call me Shirley.
1: (laughs) Don't call me Shirley. (laughs) The pilot's turned to jelly. Yeah. Um, Yes. uh, uh, As a matter of fact, my son, 12 years old, Alex, just watched back to the future because I knew this was coming up today. He and I just watched back to the future for the first, he, for the first time last night.
2: Well, what did he think?
1: Well, what what was interesting is that he said, he said, Dad, what would be really cool is if he can go back to the future again and see himself playing guitar on stage. And I went, oh, my gosh. Well, he does.
0: Well, you make it <laughs> he gets so to, Alex. Well, <laughs> you make it sound so easy.
1: So, yeah, I, I was excited for him to watch it. But the thing is, he actually he had a, a precipice. Craig, Scott Marty.
2: Uh, that's that's but where he, our name comes he,
1: from. Go ahead. He yeah, he yeah, he he actually said that would be cool if that happened and I said Alex and if you watch the rest of the movies, he actually does go back and sees himself
2: at the dance. Is that a form of is that a scene. form of Inception, do you think? Have you seen the movie you know, Inception? I don't know. Uh, you know, Dream Within yeah, a Dream kinda yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, it it, it may very well be, but let me ask you this. Okay, so what what was it that what was it about that movie that really
2: impacted your life? I am a sucker for a period piece. I like period movies. Um, at the time that I seen that, that came out in nineteen eighty five. Uh, nineteen eighty five, to be specific, July third, nineteen eighty five. Directed (laughs) Robert Zemeckis. Um. Mm-hmm. Of course had uh Christopher Lloyd and Michael J Fox uh were the stars of the movie um Tom Wilson not Tim Wilson not mm-hmm. the late Tim Wilson the comedian Tom Wilson was Biff um but that uh, I'm a sucker for period I'm gonna movies sound,
1: I'm going I to I to sound like an idiot here but who was the girl what was her name what was the actress uh, Leah Thompson Yeah yeah she was oh yeah okay
2: mm-hmm. all right go ahead um I, like I said, okay, once again, I, I, I'm a sucker for a period piece. I love I love movies about times that I, I, have, I only got to hear about or see through pictures and or videos and whatnot. Yeah. And with my parents, the age that they were growing up in the 50s and the 60s, I uh, got to see a glimpse of that, a glimpse of the Leave it to Beaver-esque type life that people lived in the 1950s. And to think about it then in 1985, when we watched that movie for the first time, that was just 30 years prior. What was 30 years ago? Now, 1990 <laughs> yeah. 1990. Like, yeah. They yeah. made it today. <laughs> if they made back to the future today, it would be set in 1990. I don't think it would be as interesting because right. there was such a change in culture from 1955 to 1985. The 60s happened. The 70s happened and half of the 80s happened. Yeah. So, I mean, it took you back. And again, everything I do has music involved in it in some way, shape, or form.
1: Oh, and that's a great soundtrack. Great soundtrack.
2: Even the movies, even the songs in the movie that weren't on the soundtrack, uh, like uh, Sandman, you know, songs like that. Great songs. But then you had. Huey Lewis with Back in Time, which I really like. That. That's one of my favorite songs. And, and, of course, The Power of Love. I mean, can't get really any better. And I think that it was just recently proven that Back to the Future was written and has been widely acclaimed as a perfect plot. There are no holes.
1: Huh. Oh, I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yep. is there. And I and uh, I had never
2: considered yeah. I had never considered that myself. I, I, that had nothing to do with with me liking the movie. I wasn't like, okay, Back to the Future is a perfect movie, so that's my favorite. I had no inclination that it was even remotely that way. I just loved the the subject matter. I love period movies. I love time travel movies. You want to yeah, get me yeah. to watch a movie? Then tell me it's about time travel. I have watched some of the All crappiest right, well, time travel movies in the world, <laughs> only because, because they were time about- travel movies. Yeah, yeah. All right,
1: so so let me ask you this: one one of your favorite uh, shows back around that area or era, uh, late '80s or what have you? Did you like Quantum Leap? I loved Quantum Leap. I mean, I it did was. Too. I thought that. A, was-
2: it, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Really? A, it was a time hopping movie. Yeah. You know, it wasn't necessarily yeah. a time travel movie. It was time hopping. He was hopping into other people's bodies.
1: Yeah, know. Something, something that I, re, I always remember from that show was, and I used to watch. My mom was a big fan of that show, and we, we and we, this, this will be a different podcast altogether. But sometime down the future, or down the, you know, down the road. But um, I remember watching one of those episodes, and they were they were flying down this back road, and. Got back of his character uh, Sam mm-hmm. says um, uh, he says my goodness that they would just put white straps on the on the sides of these roads yeah and the girl that was, the girl that was with him said wow that's a really good idea <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, I thought you know <clears throat> so that that's kind of cute but but uh, and, that, and that was in every episode they would have something like that that would happen but uh, I, I figured that that was something down your down your alley that you would like
2: yeah, you know I, I like that show, but one of my my favorite shows really consisted of um, I was a big Night Court fan. Loved Night Court. I mean that was. <laughs> <yep>.
1: <laughs> I really like the music. I don't know if I ever really watched the show a whole lot, but I I loved the music.
2: Yeah, that was ah, da, 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 da. that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so all right. So let's. That was number one for me. Back to the Future was number one for me. Great Scott, all Trev. Right. What was your number one?
1: I was a I was a big nerd. I told you. I said my movies are probably going to make you realize what a, a big nerd I was. My number one movie growing up that really just um, I could just hit it hit play. I wore out VHS tapes of the movie Tron.
2: Tron. Oh man, that is a great pick. I it. I've just, I, that
1: was, I mean, uh, you know, number one is Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's iconic to begin with, but it was like one of his first few films and everything. It was based, uh, it was a Disney film, so it, it was it, it's not like it had anything that was risque in it or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, the idea that you could jump into a computer, which at that time, uh, the whole idea of computers was, Cutting edge, brand new technology, almost alien, mm-hmm. and and so there I am growing up, and, and you're talking uh, what eighty two, so I was seven years old, eight years old, and I really got into the movies, probably nine. Yeah. Um, oh, it just it, it it just the just the idea that there was a whole new world living inside of a machine, and that, that the humans could somehow interact with that and everything. Uh, I loved it. I loved it, and I and and going back now, uh, you may have seen this. Um, go back now and and pay attention to stuff in the background because there's one point where they have these light ships that are traveling on a laser beam. Yeah, you know, you remember the part? I do, I do. And they and and the the ships go over top of what looks like electronic islands is the best way to to describe it in the middle of this space inside this computer. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a Mickey Mouse logo that okay. they fly over top of.
2: I never noticed that. It was a Disney movie. In fact, but it, I never, I never noticed that. It was Buena vista. Exa- yeah. Yeah. point Vista. Well, it's, that's it, exactly. still. It was Point Vista. Buena Vista mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. Disney. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, uh, and you can type, you can type in like Easter eggs, Tron 1982, and, and you'll, you'll find some neat little things that are, that are put in there that, uh, uh, that you, you may not have caught the first time around. So it, it kind of, and I've got, I mean, I've, that's that's just one movie that I had to have on 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 Blu-ray whenever it came out. I, I oh, yeah. had to get
0: it.
2: Yep, I, and I love Tron myself. I never wanted to go to an arcade more than I wanted to go to Flynn's arcade.
1: <laughs> Flynn's, <Yeah.
2: laughs> I, I, I'd go. I'd go today. <laughs> Absolutely. And now speaking of Tron, not to not to jump forward too far, but the the sequel to Tron, Tron Legacy. I that was yeah. actually pretty Liff, good. It wasn't bad. You know what? it
1: it it was done very tastefully mm-hmm. especially with especially with putting uh uh Jeff Bridges in there in that role
2: yeah
1: and uh, then looking back on it and i i thought it, i thought it pulled some neat things together
2: and the, the the digital rendering of a young jeff bridges too you know he he played oh, the, yeah. the villain yeah. in the movie i can't remember what his name was uh it was one I, one name when guy.
1: i when i yeah uh, when I actually when I wa- when I heard that Disney was buying the Star Wars franchise mm-hmm. that rendering and their remake of that particular movie was one of the reasons I felt okay with Disney buying that Star Wars stuff
2: yeah and, and they proved that right I, out the gate with uh, the uh, the Star Wars movie what was the name of it the, the one that was in between? Uh, three and Rogue four. Rogue One, Rogue One, yes. the Grand Moff Tarkin. Great. I mean, yeah, that was a an awesome digital yeah. rendering, man. Uh, it was, it was, and yeah. did, didn't yeah. they do a digital rendering of Leia in one of them too? Yep, they did. They did. Yeah. They and they've not
1: done. They've not done. As a matter of fact, well, I know we can talk about that a little bit later on. But the uh, the latest Star Wars movie, I was not really all that impressed with, and, and that probably might have been part so, of it. Same, was the same. whole thing with Leia stuff, so.
2: but. Anyway, uh, what's your what's your number uh, what's your number two? Number two, I can answer that with a question. Who are you gonna call?
1: Santo is <laughs> <laughs> <The laughs> Oh, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, the <laughs> Ghostbusters.
2: That. Yeah. That movie. Uh, everything about it. From my all time favorite comedic actor in Bill Murray to Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, who honestly, I did not come to love and respect until a lot later in life, knowing what he, what his fingerprints were on the, the movies that I watched that he had something to do with Harold Ramis was, he was a comedic genius and he and Dan Aykroyd put that whole thing together. And the visual effects yeah. at the time for that movie, again, the music, the music in that movie, aside from the Ray Parker Jr. theme, you know, theme song, the, the yeah. music inside the movie was, was, it was. And let me,
1: speaking of the music now, I know Ray Parker Jr. Obviously with the Ghostbusters theme. Right. Uh, uh, did Harold Faltemeyer have anything to do with that movie theme or that, that anything in that movie? Because I always associate him with that movie but i don't know why
2: you know i, r- I really don't know if chris Her- chris could maybe look that up
1: um Boy. harold faltermeyer i think was the, he was the harold faltermeyer is i think his name um i know he i know he was he was the guy that did the uh uh um oh my goodness now see i just i just went blank on that um actual f remember that movie
2: yeah mhm the,
1: Axel F. I, that I, I was uh, a uh, uh, Beverly Falter- Hills cop. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. So, Harold Fultemeyer did a lot of that stuff. And and there was another guy that was along the same lines as far as the keyboard, new, cutting edge, whatever it was, uh, Herbie Hancock.
2: Yes, he did Rocket. Bum, bum, yes, exactly. Bum, bum, bum,
1: bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Well, I, I think the Harold Harold Faltermeyer had something to do with that Ghostbusters or maybe he I don't know, I'm not sure exactly. But anyway, uh I thought I was hoping that you would know yes or no on that, but uh
2: No I might no. have just
1: asked you an eighties question that you don't know, Russ.
2: Well, yeah, I guess you probably did. I I, I, <laughs> I knew I mean of course he's he's famous for Axel F. Um Yes. It would make sense. <clears throat> it wouldn't be a surprise that he um, would have something to do with it. I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Right. Uh, you find anything on that, Chris? I'm looking right now. Apparently, Elmer Bernstein did the actual score. Oh.
1: Okay. Well, then that, that 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 probably I'm way off on that. Then.
2: Now you you'll recognize, uh, uh, the uh, there you go. That's Elmer Bernstein. That is the Ghostbusters theme right there. That's from the score. You know, the theme song was Ghostbusters, Ray Parker Jr. This was Elmer Bernstein. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that, that may be what what you were thinking about.
1: I mean, I can almost taste marshmallows somewhere in that, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but yet, but yet it's kind
2: of far, it's kind of far
1: off. And no, I, I did not find anything at all.
2: Nothing on Howard Falls. All tonight, right. My, no.
1: Okay. Well, my, okay. Well, my number two, my number two movie is, is where my son actually got his name. Now I, 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 I play music, you play music and all that stuff. And then, and my son's name is Wolfgang Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, which that would lead someone to believe it come directly
2: from Van Halen.
1: <laughs> no, I <laughs> know you would think or, that Amadeus. or Wolfgang Amadeus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Chris. Um, technically what happened is, uh, uh, I got drunk in college or whatever after a show playing music one night, we we're sitting around. I told uh, my buddies, I'll never get married and I'll never have kids. And they said, you'll have kids. Now you might not get married, but you'll have kids. And I said, I promise you, I'll tell you what I'm so sure that I'll never have a kid. If I ever have a son, I promise you right now, God is my witness, I will name him Wolfgang. And they said no, and I said I'm telling you right now. So when my my son's mother got pregnant, she sat down and and and, and uh, I knew immediately when she sat down on the couch, I knew that that she had taken a test and and she started crying. I said, well, that, that, this is not this is pretty cool. And she goes, yeah, but. If it's a boy, we've got a name of Wolfgang. (laughs) (laughs) And so when he was born, when he was born, I said, yeah, that's Wolfgang. And uh, so his name's Wolfgang Alexander Huff. Now I tell you that because no, it had nothing to do with music, even though I'm a fan of classical music and I love it. And Amadeus, obviously it it just, that's another movie that I, I love. Uh, but anyway, um, It came from a movie called The
2: Explorers. Love it. No, you've not seen that movie. Love The Explorers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love The Explorers. I wanted to build a spaceship. Yeah. (laughs) That movie had me wanting to build a spaceship. Ethan Hawke. Yes, Ethan Hawke. And
1: and, uh, Amanda. Oh, she was so cute. Uh, Can't buy me love girl. Uh, Peterson. Amanda Peterson. Yeah. Okay. She and I—I I just had the biggest crush on her, and of course, I—you know I was young. But yeah, yeah, I can't believe you remember that movie. They—they—they they, they basically, uh, in their dreams, these these this group of buddies, uh, gets a set of plans from outer space. Again, a perfectly kid-friendly movie. You should watch it now if you've not. If you're listening right now, go watch The Explorer mm-hmm. with River Phoenix and and, and Ethan Hawke and sit and down all that. with your kid and, um, and
2: watch it, or watch it by yourself.
1: Yes. It, it's a it's a cute little movie. I really really loved it because I was a space nut growing up. I wanted to be an astronaut when I was ten years old. I, I could not wait. I, I knew so much stuff about the space shuttle and, and all that stuff, and I really really dove into into the space program and all that stuff. But uh, um, I mean those were my heroes, the astronauts and stuff. But anyway, uh, that the, the River Phoenix's character in the Explorers, his name was Wolfgang.
0: Okay, right. And
1: yep. uh, and, and and I I. I wondered about my son and whether or not he would be comfortable being called Wolfgang. And, uh, and he's 12 years old now; he'll be 13 in July. Loves it. He loves the name. He's like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't like Wolfie, though. I
2: will like, tell you that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I called him Wolfie. He gets called that. He gets called that a lot.
2: <laughs> I called him that one time, and he gave me a look. Ooh. <laughs> Well,
1: he's uh his all his little buddies that uh, that uh, his little schoolmates and stuff. They have a little crew there and I think I think they call themselves the you Wolf Pack. It.
0: Oh, it's awesome. it's it was a discovery. Was a night <laughs> Beyond their imagination.
2: <laughs> they use an old carnival ride to make yeah,
0: their, their spaceship with. Yeah. A Jupiter world. No, world it's taking uh-huh. them yep. to a place. We're going straight up. Beyond the stars. <laughs>
2: that's good. All right. So what's your, uh, what's your number two and my number three, no, number three. Number three. Number three for me, uh, is a movie that, uh, I, I watched for the first time. I went to my cousin Brian's house and he's 10 years older than I am. <laughs> okay. And I went to his house with him. He, his, his mom and dad split up when he was, I want to say he was just preteen. And uh, I went to his mother's house with him. That's where he was living at the time. And uh, went into his room. He had he had some things he had to do, like he maybe had to cut the grass. And we were just hanging out, so he just let me let me loose in his bedroom. And uh, he said, "There's some movies over there if you want to watch them that he had recorded." You know, they were off TV. And I popped one in. And it was this one of the family music. program,
1: by the way. This, this, yeah, no, no,
2: this the was family this. program. Yeah, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there were two movies on the tape. The first was Johnny Be Good. If you remember that one with Anthony Michael Hall and uh, Robert oh, Downey Jr., oh. where he was a college yeah, football player yeah. getting recruited. Yeah, yes. that yes. was one of the movies on there. And the other one that is my mm-hmm. number three. The first time I ever seen the movie. Was Richard Donner's The Goonies? Oh, The Goonies. Well,
1: all right. Let me let me change mine around then. So that, <laughs> that's the first one we've got. <laughs> I told you we'd have at least one. Booty traps. Booty uh, yeah, traps? yeah, we knew we, we knew
2: we would. Setting <laughs> booty traps. Booty <laughs> traps. <laughs> Setting booty traps. Oh, loved that movie. Loved everything about it. Um, Sean Astin. I mean, it, if you think of it in today. You had Sean Astin, you had Corey Feldman, and you had a young, but even though he was the eldest of the cast, young Josh Brolin. Josh uh, Brolin, in, that's in right. In the movie. And um, uh, Martha Flint, Martha Martha Plimpton was one of the, the characters. I think yeah, she played, yeah. I think she played Steph. <coughs> uh, but uh, the adventure that they went on, again, the soundtrack to uh, – to to that movie, um, the um, the Cindy Lauper song an, "Goonies" are good enough. I mean, if,
1: uh, if, if if there, I don't know, man. If there is an equal to "Back to the Future," that's probably it as far as as far as uh, screenwriting and stuff.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and they 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 such a good again. That was Richard Donner. Richard Donner had also done another one of my all time favorite movies. It's not necessarily on this list, but the uh, Superman two, Superman two was one of my favorite movies and uh, yeah yeah Richard Donner directed it even though the theatrical version ended up being a movie that the Salkind brothers who were the producers of the film didn't release but now you can get the Superman 2 Richard Donner's director cut version and it is so much better than uh, Okay so
1: here's here's okay All right, so you got the Mama what was her name for fratelli fratellian fratelli, yeah. Okay Mama Fratelli's kids, or sons, older, I mean, they're adults, but they're, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Pantoliano, is that his name? Pantoliano? Joe, Joe Pantoliano.
1: Yes. One of my favorite Character underappreciated actors.
2: actors ever. And and Robert Lanza, the other Fratelli brother. <laughs> I mean, he, and he, he was actually, I, I just seen this the other day. He's actually Italian. Okay. He's like old school Italian. He knows right. uh, old school Italian dialect. And they tried to teach, um, the, the, what was her name? She was the mama for I, I, yeah, something I can hear, Obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, he was trying to teach her how to say some old school <laughs> Italian stuff. and, and, She says in the movie one time, Zita, Zita, Pinchy She didn't know anything of what she was saying. He just told her to say that because it was the (laughs) easiest thing to say. So i I seen that. i seen that the other day. And he also himself, he came up with the scene uh, at the beginning of the movie where he's breaking out of jail. And when he comes out of the jailhouse and they're sitting there waiting for him in the, what they called at the time, the ORV, off-road vehicle, instead of ATV that we call them today. It was a uh, Jeep Cherokee, I right. think it was. But anyways, uh, he came up on the fly with the, hey, let's let's lock the doors, that way I have to get on top of the vehicle and come in through the sunroof. He done oh, that yeah. himself, and wow. and Steven Spielberg was like, yeah, let's do that. Richard Donner was like, yeah, let's do that, you know. And so that, that was an example yeah. of uh, actors actually coming up with stuff, uh, you know, on their own. Yeah, but.
1: Uh, I- I I got in trouble because I, I I smashed a a milkshake up against the restaurant window.
2: Chunk. Oh, <laughs> chunk.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did Michael Jackson and
2: Did Michael Jackson ever come over to your house to pee?
1: No, no. Did you no ever no. eat?
2: Did you ever eat your weight in Godfather's Pizza?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Several okay. times, I'm then, sure. then you qualify as Chuck. Let's <laughs> let's see the truffle shuffle right now, Trev.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Whatever it is, I've I've tried it. He's a, he's skinny now. That guy is skinny. Yes, uh, and he done. is a
2: he is a lawyer. He's an attorney to the stars. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's, mm-hmm. oh, that's all right. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, I, could, I could not mention the Goonies without mentioning. The one-time only actor, great John Matuzak, who was a former NFL mm-hmm. player that played Sloth.
0: Hey, you guys! Yeah,
2: Rocky that's Road.
1: <laughs> that's good stuff, and that's what makes uh, that's what makes this little podcast so interesting, man. As I sit here and I go, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot about that," and I think I hope that everybody listening is a, is is feeling the same thing now i i said that we had not discussed our movies but i have to say my number three was discussed
2: okay kinda the wraith the wraith yes because i threw that out there and you were like oh my god
0: oh my yeah, god i can't you, believe you said, yeah I
1: I know, yeah, and i and I've got it on DVD. I mean, this is a movie that um, I don't even know where I saw it for the first time. I think probably I rented it off of um, uh, the, the video store in town when I was a kid. I don't even know, but 1986, uh, they made this on less than three million dollars. Charlie Sheen, uh, Nick Cassavetes,
2: yeah, 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 he was the one. That, he he was the one that played the bad guy. Yes. Um, Clint Howard's
1: in that. Clint Clint Howard? Ron Howard's brother. Ron Howard's brother. Yeah, (laughs) It's a race, man. Yeah. It's like a (laughs) ghost. So, anyway, bad guys kill Charlie Sheen. Um, The bad guy is jealous because a girl is in the middle of that who looked amazing in a bikini, but they all did in 1986 because we were, you know, kids. Mm -hmm. But... He gets killed. He comes back in this ghost car, which it was a a kit car, but it still had a Chrysler emblem on it. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, but you you can literally you can literally look up the race W R A I T H race, Um, and I don't know. I still yet the plot the whole weird thing about uh, these. parts off of his suit disappearing and stuff never made a whole lot of sense to it it was almost like it was written by a ninth grader in high school for some kind of an english final Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was just such a cool movie because you had bad guys good guys and good guys getting revenge and the guy gets the girl in the end done movie's over
2: <laughs> you know that, that was so much stuff but, to happen to a high schooler <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
1: yeah yeah so i, I that's that's uh, that's one of my favorites man and I, I mean i still use that clint howard look where he's got those big old pop bottle glasses he's mm-hmm. sitting there he's got the big fro with the big orange hair and and, and you're looking at him and he's like just sitting there staring and i i still use that in memes all the time Uh, actually I still feel like that all the time, to be honest with you. That, that was a Dodge. um, That's my, that's my three. That was a
2: 1982 Dodge M4S was the car. It was a M4S turbo interceptor. Yep. Interceptor. There you go. Yep. 1982 Dodge M4S interceptor, turbo interceptor.
1: And I and I will tell you I will tell you that it, it, if if it came down between two cars it would be hard for me to decide between between an eighteen ninety or eighteen or nineteen eighty five, uh, Lamborghini Countach. Yeah. In red. And that interceptor. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, well, wide. I was always a big white fan. No fin. I didn't like the fin on the back of the Countach. I like the straight, sleek look. But it would be hard for me to decide whether or not I wanted this car from the race. Or if I wanted the Countach 500, well, just call me Sonny
2: Crockett because I'm picking the Ferrari Testarossa every time.
1: Oh, does it come with the cell phone? Because I'm I'm on it absolutely. It and phone? and for a,
2: for a nominal fee, you can have a sidekick named Tubbs, and you all can go fight crime together. And uh, the, have uh, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, playing in the background everywhere you go.
1: You you give you give me the opening theme song with the bikini, right before uh-huh. the flamingos, and, and you right, give me yeah, the and you yeah. give me the cord on the cell phone. You give me the cord on the cell phone, and I, I think we might have we might have we we we, we should talk. We should
2: talk. Question for <laughs> you. Okay, you obviously remember the opening of of Miami Vice. What was the sport that was being played? Highlight. Highlight. That's right. You got it. Yeah. Uh, ding, 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 ding. M- all right, you move on to number four <laughs> on the list. Number four. Whoa, what, hey, what?
1: Hold on, yeah. hold on. In the famous bikini, in the famous bikini scene in the opening, what? What,
2: what color was the bikini? Wasn't it white? Yes, sir. <laughs> forever, forever yes, right. emblazoned
1: in my mind. Uh-huh. Forever emblazoned in my mind. And yep. Chris just looked it up. He saw the video. Yes, yep. I did.
2: <laughs> it was a Chris. very, very high cut 80s bikini too, wasn't it?
1: I I can draw it right
2: now <laughs> from memory. <laughs> because I, if I'm not All mistaken, right. I had a poster on my wall of Kathy Ireland wearing the same, the same bikini.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I cannot tell you how much I wanted to reach through the TV screen and pull that little string hanging off her hip. <laughs> <laughs> am I lying, Chris? I'm not.
0: <laughs> so you drew it with a pencil one little line, right?
1: No, are you If you're looking at it, you'll see that the actual bikini is tied on her hip with a string. Of
2: course it was, it was an yeah. 80s bikini. <laughs>
1: there you go. Easy access. Now I sound like a pervert. Now I sound like a pervert, but <laughs> well, it's entertaining, yeah. and I guarantee you I'm not the only person listening to this podcast that had that same vision go through his head when I was sitting there talking about it.
2: Well, you're not the only person on this podcast that had that same <laughs> vision going through his head.
1: <laughs> so are we on four? What are you, what are we four?
2: We are on four. My number four <laughs> is probably the deepest of of all of them that is on my list because I read the novel. Um, mm-hmm. it was a movie that really, it was star studded beyond star studded. Uh, okay. it, it featured, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to see if you can guess this. Okay. I'm going to read the cast I, off to you.
1: Yeah. You're all right. So you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're challenging me here and I'm afraid I'm going to fail you. And I, I'm sorry. I apologize ahead of time. Go ahead.
2: Okay. The first of all, this is a 1983 movie. It featured. Rob Lowe. Matt Dillon. Oh, Red Dawn. No. Red Dawn, no? (laughs) C. Thomas Howe. Tom Cruise. Patrick Swayze. Ralph Macchio. Leif Garrett. And Diane Lane. Those they were all in the same movie. Based on a. Based on a, uh,
1: Russ, I'm going
2: to, oh my goodness, man. This is
1: killing me because i tell you why it's killing me because my sister had a huge crush on Rob Lowe and I watched this movie a million times.
2: Does the term stay golden mean anything to you?
1: Yes. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> No, I can't, I can't, I I, I I can't think of it. I can't. Based on the novel.
2: You. I read the novel. I watched the movie. The movie was incredible. The movie was The Outsiders.
1: The Outsiders. Oh. oh, man. Seriously, my, my sister, I, the reason that I could not think of that is because in my mind, I have actually shut that out of my memory because <laughs> I really, honestly, I watched it a million times. My sister was such a big Rob Lowe. You just had such a big crush on that. I hated that movie. I, I blocked it out.
2: I've seen that movie, but no, so
1: many times.
2: I love. Was that there movie. ever a movie that had better?
1: That was there ever a movie that had a better lineup for future up and coming actors?
2: No, I mean they had their pulse on the, on the <laughs> uh, the 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 heartbeat of young Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, Rob Lowe, Matt Dillon, C. Thomas Howe, Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Ralph Macchio, uh, Emilio Estevez, uh, Leif Garrett. Estevez is in there, yes. Yes, Diane Lane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that was one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time, set in Oklahoma. Uh, it was <laughs> yeah. a 50s-esque movie. I'm not sure of actual uh, time frame of which, you know, when it was set, but I know it was set in Oklahoma to where the greasers uh, they, they, yeah, they yeah. fought the socias, you know, the preppy guys, uh, yeah. Ralph Macchio's character, Johnny ends up, uh, yeah. Getting in a, a uh. house fire with, uh, and see Thomas Howe's character, pony boy. Who's, uh, they had to die. bond
1: uh, my, my girlfriend's coming over tonight and I think I know what we're doing. We're going to, she's going to fall in love with see Thomas
2: Howell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to to ask to her which that. she I'm gonna prefers.
1: I'm gonna, I, I'll tell you what, man. I'm gonna have to watch that movie tonight. Now, yeah. yeah uh, ask now her. I'm ask excited. her which. What a great
2: movie. Ask her which she prefers the the dark headed pony boy, or the golden <laughs> pony boy, okay. and would she prefer him to stay golden? <laughs>
1: uh, exactly. I don't know. We'll see. In the Mid 1960s. That's pretty
0: good.
2: Mid 1960s, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. All right, number. N- right um okay
1: so i'm going to change mine up you 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 mentioned the goonies and that was actually my number four
2: i think i actually did you a favor Um, doing that
1: you you did you did um and but and now i I, you, you you said those actors and now i started thinking of red dawn man that was a movie that i i did not like the remake of well, because the original Red Dawn was so good.
2: Well, here's a little tidbit for you. Red Dawn, of course, is is uh, Patrick Swayze, and Jennifer Gray. Yeah. Okay. Because of that yeah, movie, I love, so yeah, both, yeah. Because yeah. of that movie, Jennifer Gray <clears made> hated <throat> Patrick Swayze. And yeah,
1: but then came dancing, right? Right.
2: She almost did not. Do dirty dancing because Patrick Swayze was in it due to due to the things that happened in uh, Red Dawn. She did not like Patrick Swayze at all. Wow. But anyways, you're number four.
1: Okay, so all right, let me let me throw this let me throw this little bit of tidbit information in there, and I did, did nothing that's all that important. But uh, obviously, remember the Patrick Swayze movie um, Next of Kin. Mm-hmm.
2: Which featured the worst not just the outside of worst. Hazard, Kentucky. Yes, and it featured the worst absolute worst country accent of all times <laughs> by Liam Neeson. <laughs> right, he could right. not do an at Eastern all. Kentucky accent at all. You know what? If,
1: if 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 one of our if one of our future podcasts or whatever is on actors and stuff, if anybody wants me to to, to, to just dote on liam neeson i probably won't do it because (laughs) i'm just not a fan uh but 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 i say that but at the same time i also say listen if he wanted to sit down and have dinner with me he's probably a really awesome dude he's probably a great guy
2: he has a he has a particular set of skills skills. one of those is which (laughs) one of which is not being able to speak with a country accent
1: Probably ge- the geometry or math, or yeah. probably really good at uh, uh, the simple division or something. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, um, next of Ten, When that was being shot, twenty some years ago, um, there was actually.
0: Hold on. That real
1: quick. There was actually a scene in the movie in the girlfriend's house. In which I stayed there the night before. Really, and accidentally and, and accidentally punched in one of the rocks on the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> I leaned up against I leaned up against the plastic rocks on the fireplace and caved a side in, and they shot the movie anyway without catching it. Way to go, Trev! So, in the movie, I know. That's, I'm like, you know what? Uh, I Okay, so m- maybe you did some kind of really awesome uh, experiment where you cured cancer. But I, <laughs> I <laughs> caved in one of the rocks on Next of Kin on the fireplace of the girlfriend's house that was used in three seconds of the movie. There you go. So, yeah, nothing to brag about, but I thought that was kind of funny because we mentioned Patrick Slade.
2: But that that was that your number four? Or All right. no, no. My, uh, okay. <clears throat> no, no,
1: no. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm almost out of them because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should even mention this or not. Because, uh, but how can we live through the '80s without mentioning something about Star Wars?
2: Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Empire because and- Arguably, the best of the of the entire saga, The Empire Strikes Back, was what was that 82? One eighty-two.
1: thank you, yeah, okay. 1980, yeah, okay. yeah. I really thought Trevor, yeah. say I, pretty it, and pink. <laughs> <laughs> well, 16 candles is my number one, but I don't know, oh, yeah. whatever
2: way to go, Chris. Um, Sorry,
1: yeah, thanks, Chris, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Molly Ringwald. Come on, dude, see, yeah, see? really. Um, uh, no, Empire Strikes Back to me is one of those, uh, I, I don't know who the director was, honestly, I'm not a huge, huge. Star Wars nut, like a lot of people are, um, and so I don't, I can't tell you the director, but I know they changed directors there. There's a, there's a uh, behind the scenes kind of documentary thing that lasts about two hours, mm-hmm. and it's on Netflix, I think, and it's on the uh, the uh, Disney Plus, and it's called Empire of Dreams. And if 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 you are, if you're just interested in how movies are made, when you watch that, when you watch Empire of Dreams. And you see the the the, the genius that is uh, the guy who you know behind Star Wars,
2: George Lucas. Um, yeah.
1: Lucas, yeah. I, you you will you will walk away from that documentary going, "Oh my gosh!"
2: Well, You're, he you know he he directed wow. the original Star Wars, but he did hand off the directorial duties to uh, who was for it, Empire for Empire Strikes Back. It he had, was Irvin Kirshner. Irvin Kirshner. It was written by Thank Lee. You. Yes.
1: Yeah, and, and that and, and Empire Empire took, it, it took a whole different turn because of the, the the whole, oh, almost a love story kind of, well, hold on, that's his brother or sister, weird kind of. But at the same time, when you look at Empire Strikes Back in comparison to all the other movies, the other movies take three hours and still can't tell half the story that was told in 90 minutes in Empire.
2: Mm hmm. Empire by by far to me, I can agree that it was the best story of all of them. Even though it's not my favorite, I my favorite is is Jedi.
1: Return of the Jedi.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, and and still one of the the original three. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, Return of the Jedi is tough, man. Um,
2: I mean, I I will I will say to you, Empire is the more complete movie. It left you with the cliffhanger. It was a better movie overall. I was just a little bit partial
1: to uh, Jedi. Yeah. Well, Jedi is great. I mean, Return of the Jedi was, was, was fantastic. And, and I, I, you know, every, uh, every, every one of them since then had a whole lot to live up to. Probably because I was young when Mm -hmm. I watched those original three not necessarily that they're not great movies because my son loves all the new ones. You know, he, he, he's really into that. Um, but it's so anyway, and 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 not worth really spending that much time thinking about that movie. But, uh, that's, that's one, that's, that's one of my top five movies is Empire because it it really, uh, Star Wars is great, but Empire, I was coming of age and and Empire really just it, it threw me into the whole Star Wars world and it and I can watch and I will watch it from beginning to end anytime it's on I it just I'm right there on it so
2: the rewatch factor for empire is high
1: yeah 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 so all right number 5 um what do you got for number 5 number I, I
2: 5 don't... uh was another one along the lines if you combined the goonies and the outsiders <clears> and you just melted them down and put them <laughs> in a big ball and threw them out there my number 5 was a uh, Stephen King uh, adaptation. Uh, it was All from right. a short story of Stephen King called "The Body,"
1: uh,
2: and it featured. All right,
1: now see this. Now you're this is uh, this is one I don't know.
2: Okay, it featured the acting talents of a River Phoenix, uh, a Will Wheaton, or as Stewie would say, Will Wheaton. Corey Feldman and Jerry O'Connor. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Um, it also had John Cusack in it and Richard Dreyfuss. Gosh, you're mighty
1: man. You, you, you got these movies that have like 15 or 20 awesome players. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. But, but it was when they were relatively unknown and younger. And, uh, one of my favorite, uh, under under uh, appreciated actors from the 80s was in this uh, casey seismico uh he was the guy in young <laughs> guns that said the famous line renegade mount up or, regular up. Regulator, yeah. oh, regulators mount yeah. up uh he was also yep. uh-huh. he was in back to the future he was one of biff's baddies um he was also in a Great 80s movie that I love, that I have on VHS to this day, that I recorded off of WVH, WVAH Fox 11. Uh, it was 3 <laughs> o'clock high. 3 o'clock high was the movie. I, Anyways, I, uh, I want to dance around this too. My number five was Stand By Me. Oh, yeah. Stand By Me, 1986. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, friends, I was fortunate enough to grow up with three mm-hmm. other guys. That were wow. very close friends of mine and remain close friends of mine to this day. Uh, and we, we had many little adventures together, uh, really loved one another and loved one another to this day. I can call them right now, and uh, they'll be there. I've, I've known them since literally since kindergarten, and one of them in particular, I've known them sure. since, since before I even started school. So it was really, really akin. And again, it's a period movie. Yeah, you know, that that's me. I, I love those yeah. period movies. It was set back in the in the sixties. Um I, I I love I love Stand By Me. I mean the uh the the whole uh see if you re, do you recall this? Vern, Vern
0: there's something on your neck. Yeah, right. I'm not falling for that one a chance. No, Vern, there is something on your neck. It's a leech. <laughs> leech! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, my. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you remember that part, don't you that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah part, uh-huh. you know, that that part yeah, uh, that that part uh scarred me for life, and then when they actually found the body and will Wheaton give his little yeah. speech about him, that really got me too but uh yeah that that <laughs> was my number five
0: what are you gonna do shoot us all
2: oh, <laughs> yell a chance oh. Uh. <laughs> So, so we, did,
1: did we, we didn't mention the Breakfast Club.
2: Well, you, you still haven't done your number five.
1: Well, I know. I've got about five different members. <laughs>
2: well, give me your number five, then we'll do our honorable mention.
1: Okay, all right. Um, and I thought this was 1989, but it, but it says 1990 when I look it up. Pump Up the Jam christian slater
2: oh yeah he was wasn't he a dj
1: well and that would and that would make sense right i've i've uh this month was 30 years i have worked for a radio station as a dj and Mm -hmm. it was right there i mean you're looking at 1990 uh i started djing in 89 so the whole thing about pirate radio was a really really cool thing back then and it was so taboo uh and it was like well okay uh Gosh, um, how hard would that be to do? Well, it really, honestly, was not that hard to do. Mm-hmm. Pirate radio was something that could have been done for fifteen hundred bucks back in nineteen ninety.
2: Yeah, and today, uh, it's, I mean, it's, so, it's completely plausible.
1: Yeah, the yeah the, the yeah the the the, the movie itself, uh, to me, the movie itself, it just kind of spoke to me on uh, not just the radio thing, but all right, um, here's the guy kind of bucking the system, and I love I I, lo- I I love that idea about about bucking the system and doing your own thing. And all right, well, um, so anyway, and I'll tell you something else about that. Um, one of my favorite actors, uh, and I don't think he's a phenomenal. Well, he is legendary. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah. Obviously. Yep. I mean, but as far as like when you go, well, who's your who's your favorite actor? Well, Jack Nicholson, yes. I mean, gosh Almighty, when he when he says you can't handle the truth, okay. Well, I get it. He's he's killer. Mm-hmm. But as far as being a, a, a an actor who changes himself in different modes and stuff, I have a theory. I have a theory, and maybe somebody can run with this. Look into it. I think Jack Nicholson is Christian Slater's dad. I'm just throwing this out there.
2: (laughs) If he's not, he missed a heck of a chance.
1: Listen to him, listen to his voice, and look at his eyebrows.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I I would tend to agree with
2: you, and that has run through my head more than one time in the past.
1: Okay, well, I've said that since I watched that movie, Pump Up the Volume.
2: They have the same inflections. He sounds
1: like Jack Nicholson, and then mm-hmm. I started going, "Gosh, he looks like Jack Nicholson." I don't get to sit down with Jack Nicholson, but I'd like to. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Christian Slayer's saying the so, same thing.
1: <laughs> he might be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Chris, if you're listening, I'll, I'll 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 shoot my number out there and give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> Be the guy to get that started. But anyway, that's 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 probably my closest number five. But I have, like, honorable mentions. Uh, go ahead. Tell me your honorable mentions. I'll tell you mine.
2: Well, you already said one that is going to be the same as The Breakfast Club. Uh, yeah, I mean. Quintessential. I mean, it's absolutely it, quintessential 80s. It is. From the fashion to the attitudes that, that they had. Uh, everything going on in that movie was quintessential 80s. And I love every minute of it.
1: Last okay, so this this year, just a few months ago, and I'll tell you this, um, I you, you know this, I I uh before all this quarantine thing hit, or what have you, I was uh, I did an audition to be in a play, for The Sound of Music, mm-hmm. and I thought I would I thought I would get some little small part, maybe five or six lines, just something I had to show up every four or five weeks, just to, okay, here I am, okay now I'm going home, um. But I got picked for the main role, captain. You got the lead. Uh, yeah, the lead role. I mean, I, I, I was the, the guy that had all the kids. I was uh, the, the, the most part in the whole play. Um, and in doing that, they, they were talking to me about some other they were, uh, ideas that they had down the road and stuff. Of course, the play's not going to happen, but I but to be selected for that after the auditions was just an actual, uh, just awesome. And I told them, I said, I would love to do Phantom of the Opera. And they said, Yeah. And I said, and I'd love to do The Breakfast Club. Who would, said, you, who, the would Breakfast Club. who would you play?
2: Who would you
1: play? I don't know. That's uh, probably the principal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, but the, but the.
1: can you but 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 the thing was is that when I said the Breakfast Club, Russ, they they looked at me like we've never heard of that play. Is there a better play?
2: So you if mean, you had a
1: movie that you said, okay, let's take it from the movie and make it a play. It's how, a perfect play.
2: How easy would that be to, to set up on stage? That's, it's mainly one set. I mean, there was a couple other rooms they visited during the day. And then there was the outside. And of course the, the ending hallway. when the Bender puts his fist up on the, the hallway. On the, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that would be a very, very easy uh, mm-hmm. set to come up with. And the dialogue was incredible was one of John Hughes's I, you know masterpieces. Oh,
1: it really honestly, I mean, all right, so if so all right, let's talk about the breakfast club and let's let's talk about this and get personal whatever. Chris, you included, Russ, you and your whatever. If if you could sit down, guys included obviously, if you could sit down and have a true breakfast with one of the characters, but only one character from the Breakfast Club, which character would you pick?
2: Character or actor?
1: Oh Char- uh, both. Both. Character wise
2: character wise, I'm probably say Anthony Michael Hall's character. Oh really? Yeah, because <laughs> He, he, I could I couldn't stand to be around somebody as pretentious as as Molly Ringwald's character. Um I, I wouldn't want to be around a jock like a Emilio Esfes' character. I would yeah, thr- I would yeah, i yeah, be afraid yeah. the bender would try to dine and dash. Uh, <laughs> you know. You killed me. Anthony Michael Hall is is the safe bet, you know. So I, I think we would sit down and we would talk we would talk about Star Wars and and uh have a nice little lunch with each other. And then actor wise probably Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. I, oh I, yeah. I, I mean
1: my mine would mine would both be character and actor Judd Nelson. Um
2: you're even gonna, though he probably You're gonna dine and dash.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I'm a, I'm actually going to leave him with the bill. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's getting stuck, not me. And guess who's going to jail? Him, because he's got all the the tats and everything. I look like a regular person. He, him, he's a thug. Yeah, you're you're going. Yeah, done.
2: All right, Chris. Uh, who would you have the lunch with? Character wise, would be Anthony Michael
1: Hall's character, of course. I mean, to me, it I. I for
2: Me, I'll go ahead and say it, Chris. We're all Neil Zoom dweebies. <laughs> no, well, for he's me, face,
1: no, he's a safe bet. He's a safe bet. He, yes, he, yeah, he's, he's a cool character. I relate more to that character, character as far as character. So, as far as character wise, him
2: and as far as actor actress, it'd be Molly. Molly Ringwald. Yep. uh oh. Don't let your girlfriend. Uh. No, I,
1: I I am. A, I, I got it. There's a, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a weird Molly Ringwald attraction for me. I, I've always had a little bit of a crush on her since I was young. Well, I think everybody has, but I mean, but really, honestly, <laughs> as long as we can keep our distance and not get like, uh, uh, Fleas and stuff off each other. The the Ali Sheedy was a that was a pretty good character. <laughs> Ali Sheedy
2: True. is. I loved her in Short Circuit. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, my, all right. my, so that's my, a, that's an, my second one. Coming out there. Honorable. Yeah. honorable mention because I owned the VHS, and I don't know how I owned the VHS because at that <laughs> time VHSs were like a hundred bucks to own one, I and mean, you could rent them all day long. But to own the VHS, and I watched it every day, and I almost put this in my top five only be- because of that reason was <laughs> Teen Wolf. Oh, I know Teen Wolf. Frontwards, backwards, backwards, left, right, up, and down. I can recite every line of that movie to you. Stop. Uh, Stop styles. for a minute
1: and let me let let me let me make this point really quick. All right. We mentioned that you and I play music. We take an acoustic guitar and we jam around a little bit at restaurants here and there for a few hundred bucks, whatever. Mm -hmm. One of the one of one of my aha, this guy's on the same page as I am. Moments in my life with you, Russ, was when we were playing at a Mexican restaurant, Cazón Mexican Restaurant, in Hazard, Kentucky. And one of, the, one of the waiters or a waitress or whatever came up and said, do you know La Bomba? And I went, well, I, I played it when I was 12 back in 1987. And you went, if you know it, I know it. And I went, in Spanish? You said, uh-huh. <laughs> so when you tell me you know Teen Wolf, I can vouch for you and say, yes, he probably does because you sang La Bamba without looking up the lyrics that night and the whole restaurant was standing around cheering like yes oh my
2: gosh and i learned that from wolf park. <laughs> yeah yeah from the movie Yeah, from the movie so so go on so teen wolf
1: all right go ahead i'm just i'm just saying that if you say you know it word for word i going to i'm i'm behind you 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 probably do
2: i have the teen wolf soundtrack on youtube <laughs> <laughs> that 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 song right there, that is "Way to Go" by Mark <laughs> Vieja. and that is Mark that is one of the greatest. Uh, what, what's it called uh, when they got a whole lot of stuff going on at the same time? Um, montage, montage. Yeah. That is the, one of the greatest montages really? in cinematic history, where he is uh, finally transitioned mm-hmm. into the wolf. He's on the basketball team, yep. and they are. He's Drutton. coming into his own, and they are doing their thing. And oh, uh and, and Mark strud, Valleha, strud. uh is, is yeah, way to go is jamming in the background. I mean that's and and when he gets up on top of the uh the Wolfmobile, the van with Styles driving in there he's uh, urban surfing, yeah. as they call it, you know, to the beach boys.
1: That I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure that I'm sure that many I'm sure that many high school kids or what have you like had broken legs and arms and everything from surfing on yeah. top of vehicles on top of vans.
2: I wonder how many because of them went movement. into a liquor store trying to get a keg of beer and said, give me a keg <laughs> <of Right. beer>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did several times. Um,
2: uh, okay. Right. So another another, we another for one right. for you. Another one for you.
1: Um, no, it's it's not a it's not an 80s, but I, it's when I watched it, I watched it in the 80s, and I watched it over and over and over, and um, you 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 almost have to say uh, Mel Brooks has to have some kind of honorable mention, Young Frankenstein.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Chris is gonna. Chris loves the fact that you just said that.
1: <laughs> man. I mean, Frankenstein. You know, Frankenstein. Yes. Young Frankenstein. Oh, whoo, doctor.
0: <laughs> uh, my, I mean,
1: to yes, yes. And to this day, seriously, there are, there are a few, just a handful of my buddies that, that, that really got into these movies and stuff. But to this day, I can literally say, put the candle
0: back. Put <laughs> <laughs> the uh, candle back back <laughs> man
1: i i i really honestly loved that that movie uh every every bit of it um and, and then you look at the you look at that movie and then you look at, like the movie's the like caveman
2: remember that one yeah i do I that, watched, that had uh, watched, ringo star in it didn't
1: it yes and i watched uh, yeah and, and and i watched that movie for the first well for the first time in 30 years
2: <laughs> there you go here you go um See, gonna get to the good part. Well, that's the. It must be the remake I've got. Put on the the remake. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a remake. We'll not play that one.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so. That was so good though. That that
2: that that part in that movie was so. There is a video that exists, Trevor. Oh. It exists on Facebook somewhere of Christopher and myself doing karaoke. Uh, and I'm singing. Putting on the ritz? I'm yes, we're doing putting on the ritz, and I'm doing the I'm doing the actual vocal, and we get to that part, and Chris goes,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: that's a. I mean, that's just a. I don't know, man. That that's just a great movie. This it, it's one of the the all time most killer movies. Um, Damn I mean, can talk- my eyes. <laughs> Too late. My eyes. Too, Too late. Too late. <laughs> one of my favorite
2: parts is when he says,
0: "I ain't got nobody." <laughs>
2: yeah. And look, that's Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder ruled the '80s. I, you
0: yeah. know him and him when, especially yeah.
2: when you teamed him up with Richard Pryor. That's some of my favorite movies. See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah. Uh, what it was? It was called yeah. uh, silver yeah. bullet. Not well, not silver bullets. What was the one around the train? <clears throat> um, something bullet. No, oh. uh, uh, Silver Streak. That was yeah. the name of it. Silver Streak. Yep. There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, that, that's that's an honorable mention right there. And, of course, I, I didn't watch that movie until I was in the, you know, until it was the 80s. Um, yeah. I, obviously, I didn't watch it when I was three years old. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, but, I'll but, throw. But that, that, those types of movies were, were really, really killer.
2: I'll throw one more out in honorable mention because it is period piece and had probably <clears> the greatest <throat> soundtrack uh, of the eighties, arguably because it was a compilation of the, of that period of the hits of that period. Uh, we've mentioned it one time before earlier, uh, you can say what you want to, but, uh, dirty dancing was one that I absolutely yeah. loved. I love dirty dancing. Yeah. And you know, um, that was, that was, story. that was filmed in Pembroke, Virginia. Not, not two and a half hours from here. Part, part of it was the other yeah. part was in uh, uh, North Carolina.
1: You know, Patrick Swayze to me, um, if if Patrick Swayze was ugly and unattractive, he would still be just as good an actor
0: mm-hmm.
1: as he, he I mean, okay, yes, uh, uh, you know, everybody fell in love with him because they had heartthrobs. You know, they're, they're, all the girls loved him and, and they had crushes on him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Take away all that. Take away all that. He just had the best personality. It seemed like now I don't know. I never sat down with the guy. I never had lunch with him. I, he might have been a jerk to work with. I don't know. But to me, any I, he just always came across as being a really awesome dude, and his acting skills were pretty doggone good.
2: I agree. I agree. And I mean, he you know even though he was Johnny Castle in that movie, he was always. Always in my mind be Dalton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great. That's the greatest, almost B movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Love I mean, that movie. Of course, Road House we're referring not, to Roadhouse. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a B movie. It's 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 not. It wasn't any kind of blockbuster. But at the same time. I mean, it it, it was a great movie. It it wasn't quite a B movie.
2: To me, every Um, time I sit down to watch Dirty Dancing, I have to then follow it up with Roadhouse to even out the estrogen versus testosterone thing there because (laughs) you get all that estrogen from the love story of Dirty Dancing, and then Roadhouse is pure testosterone. Uh, I mean, that's a, its just pure testosterone. Yeah. You take a shot of that, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go whip a bull or something," you know.
1: Yeah, well, it's—it's. It's, I mean, I—I I, I can tell you, in one night, I watched—I watched two movies that had Patrick Swayze because my girlfriend wanted to watch, Dirty Dancing, and yes, we had wine. <laughs> but but then we put on Roadhouse, and I had a middle light. And I was like, "All right,
0: <laughs> all right <I'm> cool. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. good. it was yeah. good." Everything,
1: everything worked out. Everything worked out, and and, and 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 I mean, you know, she and I, she and I gave each other a big old long hug, and she called me Patrick. She called me Patrick, but at the same time, I'm all right with that.
2: I, I would, I My course well, which one did you watch second? Did you watch Roadhouse second? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well guess, then yeah, I would have guess, had to nah, just yeah. slap her for calling me Patrick. And say no, the name's <laughs> Dalton.
1: I (laughs) don't.
2: Yeah.
1: And and, and listen, um, I got to, here's a, here's a, a, you talk about special mentions. We could branch off on this all night. And Mm -hmm. I know you know this as well as I do. Jeff Healy. Oh gosh. In the movie Roadhouse.
2: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um,
1: Listen, um, now people will talk about great guitar players and I hate Rolling Stone magazine for releasing the top 50 or top 100 guitar players of all time because, they usually don't put Jeff Healy in the top ten. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: that dude, uh, uh, he passed away way too young. He never got the accolades that he needed, never got the attention he needed, but Jeff Healy is a blues guitarist. Oh, gosh. Um, you don't get much better. He—he's No, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He, and, and actually, what was really, really cool about that movie, too, is if you read up on the history of, that, of, of Roadhouse and everything, Patrick Swayze and Jeff Healy actually – became kind of good buddies. And I if I'm thinking right, Patrick Swayze actually was taking up guitar and Jeff E was kinda of giving him some some uh some lessons.
2: Well that that's it, that's interesting how, you know, with his his uh his playing style due to the fact that he was blind. Uh blind yes. trying to teach somebody how to play guitar, to me that that would be a very very different approach yeah. on, uh, in learning how to play the guitar. Yeah but I, I know that i know that he
1: and patrick swayze even before roadhouse i the reason that jeff healy was the band in roadhouse was because he and patrick swayze became buddies yeah and um i i and i i am uh, uh to say uh am a, a jeff healy fan is a is a big understatement i i really honestly um yeah, yeah that's a that's a side note worth mentioning right there as far as the movie roadhouse is concerned if you see the, the guitar player that's blind in roadhouse uh yeah get his get his music you know
2: angel eyes was his big hit but that that is that's so far away from what he was known for stylistically he was a blues yeah. guitarist you know but well had...
1: and and people and 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 what's really really interesting to me is that it, it, and I I, 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 I dote on a lot. I'm I'm getting way off track, and we're spending too much time on it. But it, but the thing is, what I want to say is that uh, people like Eric Clapton and these huge guitar players, mm. they they loved Jeff Healey because of his talent, and and he's just such a good 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 guy. Yep. Uh, so a, yeah, I wanted to mention ever. him because any time Roadhouse comes up, man, I got to mention Jeff Healey because he's just so <laughs> so cool.
2: Absolutely. Okay, Trev, give me
1: one more
2: honorable mention, and we'll wrap this thing up.
1: Uh, one more honorable mention that introduced me to slapstick comedy that I think will never, ever be replaced. Um, something that had just, I mean, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> airplane
2: airplane was a great the movie, movie
1: the movie airplane to me um it was right in the middle of all the awesome characters on saturday night live mm-hmm. uh it was that it was that it, it was the epitome of what comedy should be before everybody got their feelings hurt
2: yeah you're right i mean and that that really created that whole genre uh that did yeah. become like naked gun you know and all the
1: yeah. And and now you you can't make fun of fat people because well it's not their fault. And yeah. Back back then we were all laughing at ourselves. Chris Farley, for example, was probably one of the last awesome SNL actors. Yeah. As far as I was concerned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because because he was so good at making fun of himself. Very self-deprecating. Everything just, he it, done was. Yes. Yeah. It it was, and, and, well, and even like the, the, what was the uh, Chippendale thing he did with? He did
2: with Patrick Swayze.
1: yeah Patrick Swayze, that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. This
2: has been the Patrick Swayze podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much has. (laughs) Yeah. We started out really good, now we're just like Patrick Swayze. Crazy for Swayze, we are. Crazy for Swayze. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my last uh, honorable mention is probably airplane, just because it 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 was um, it taught me how to laugh at absolute stupidity. And my girlfriend will tell you, I laugh at myself all the time right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a good trait, and that is that is a positive trait to have. Uh, with that, that's yeah. gonna wrap up the the first uh, episode of. What is tentatively called, uh, back to the podcast. Uh, that name may change, yeah. uh, um, but this is the first ever episode. I have been Russ Hall. He has been Trevor Huff. Mr. Christopher yep. Parsons on the, on the board there. Uh, your movie was, your top five was probably not even on the list. So, um, we get this <laughs> thing put up. You, you, you listen to it, check it out. Tell us your top five movies that influenced you the most. From the 80s. For Trevor Huff and Mr. Chris Parsons, I'm Russ Hall. Thanks for listening to Back to the Podcast. S1E1.